Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I'm sorry. With me, as always, and as of recent via Zoom video chat, is my co-host, a little more skeptical about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's Kristen Stutter. It is. It is. I am all of those things. I'm here via Zoom. I'm a little more skeptical and a little less susceptible. To the hall. Ooh, wow. Yeah, dang. So we have been doing quarantine playlists going year by year of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's class of inductees, doing songs that are thematically appropriate to our situation, and doing one song from each artist as we go. And this episode is going to be 2017's quarantine playlist. This is the ceremony that I went to. You attended in New York. Mm -hmm. Things that I know about this. Pearl Jam was there and that's it. Oh my gosh. Who you wanted to, did you want to see someone special, Joe? I just, I think this class is pretty good, but there wasn't anyone who I really wanted to see, but there was a few of them I'm, you know, moderate fans of to, you know, maybe even regular fans of. Let me see if I can remember literally anything besides Pearl Jam from 2017. Was there, were we still, we were still sweeping out the 60s too, yeah? In a sense. Was this the year that Niall Roger got in as like a... Um, as a musical excellence? As a musical excellence? Yes. Niall Rogers, Yay! Niall Rogers oh, was hey! inducted as a musical I, excellence. I'm really into that I remembered that somehow. I don't know where I pulled that from in the depths of my brain, Okay, then maybe maybe there's anything else in there. Ooh, what's Dig deep. what's swimming around? Who else was inducted? I, this was after all. This is not like because you weren't there for the Nirvana year. That was this mm-hmm. is after all that. I don't well, remember. Can you give me a hint? Well, ma- maybe this will, will just me? maybe this will just be a fun surprise for you as we go oh along. Oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll keep you in the dark, and then you can be pleasantly surprised or the opposite of that (laughs) as we go through we'll find out gosh yeah i really don't remember anybody except i can't believe i pulled nile roger i'm pretty jazzed about that and as as always i try to tell some sort of story as we go through these songs and it's you know usually within the title itself usually not at all the content of the songs but you ready to begin our journey Kristen? Yes, I'm still alive. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Well, why don't we, I would say at like kind of the beginning of this whole quarantine lockdown situation, Mm -hmm. I would say that that was kind of the fever pitch of panic. And now things we kind of understand the situation, it's still dicey and touch and go. But really, when this all started off, I guess you could say, we are freaked out. <laughs> so why don't we listen to La Freak by Sheik? Shut 
That was La Freak by Chic from their second studio album, Say Chic, from 1978. La Freak went to number one on the charts, huge hit, and that album was also a huge hit. Of course, Chic was not inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but as previously mentioned, Niall Rogers was inducted under the musical excellence category for both his work in his band Cheek and also his production career with Madonna, David Bowie, Duran Duran, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. He could also be inducted in the fashion excellence category in this video. He is looking quite stylish and very cool. Yeah, there's a music video for this which is interesting because this song is from 1978. I wonder, I mean, it's a nothing video like they're just playing it, music There in a are void. three angles. <laughs> It is them performing to a track, yeah. clearly, I like wonder lip-syncing. maybe this was just produced to play at the disco. Oh. I know they used to do things like that, but it's, yeah, it's so bare bones that you wonder what its purpose was. Yeah, there's not a lot happening in it at all. But man, the bassist is really getting down on his bass. He is grooving out hard, and I was really liking him. Yeah, that's I, Bernard I like Edwards, the- who was uh, with Nile Rogers, wrote the bulk, if not all, of Sheik's work, and was even producing some stuff with Nile not long after Sheik's dissolution. Well, it's very clear that they enjoy playing music together. It's real cute. I like mm-hmm. it. They're getting in each other's face and kind of like bopping their heads along. I enjoy that. I like three female violinists. Very neat. <laughs> <laughs> I, li- I like that. Yeah, it was, it was just a totally nothing video, but like a little time capsule. No unified look for anybody, mm-hmm. really. The two singers, they kind of they're matching. are in the same... Yeah, they're in the same color scheme dress but that's it everybody yeah. else is just like it was like wear your nice stuff see yeah, you there there's gonna be cameras a fun little fact about this song is the original lyrics were fuck off <gasps> oh yeah because it was about not being able to get into 54 right yes, right i the... remember that from some sort of i love the 70s or something like that on the h1 yeah, the the doorman told them to fuck off because he didn't he erroneously did not have them on the list. They were invited by Grace Jones to Studio 54. And they took that and then they were like, "Well, we have to change the words." And for a second it was freak off, and then they were like, 
that sounds terrible. And so <laughs> freak out. Freak off sounds like a little kid trying to swear. Uh-huh. Yeah. Doesn't quite <laughs> or, have the tools. Yeah. They, they know have... Some of the words. Freak off, mom. <laughs> it's like so cute. Yeah. Uh, and that's that song was one of the, and might still be, the most successful single for Atlantic Records. It's It was just such a huge smash hit. Yeah, I mean, it's an undeniable song. It's just the same verse twice, yeah? It's like the same song, just mirrored, right? Is There's that bridge in the middle, the mm -hmm. like musical bridge, but then they just sing the same old verse again. And it's the kind of track that you could probably loop indefinitely at the disco. At the disco. Well, and you, you played this song because, you know, people now, we are panicking at the disco uh, in this quarantine. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Maybe that's, I don't know. When will uh, they get in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's move on to the next track with our situation, with the freak out, and also people being reasonable. Things have shut down. Things no longer are happening. Events have been canceled. So why don't we listen to a song called It's Over by the Electric Light Orchestra.
that was It's Over by the Electric Light Orchestra. That is off of their 1977 album, Out of the Blue, although the song itself was released as a single in 1978. It was actually released as a single just a few weeks after Le Freak, and they both entered the charts on the same week, oddly enough. Oh. It's Over only went to 75. That was its peak position. <laughs> and of course, Le Freak was a huge hit. Uh, went to number one. That really felt like it felt like an ELO song for sure, but it also felt like a parody of an ELO song. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it hit all the parts of an ELO song without kind of being extraordinary in the way I think some of their songs are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, very middle very of the middling. Road, yeah, right over the plate, just standard. <laughs> Yeah, a fine, a fine pitch, ELO. That's a solid six and a half, seven of a song. Yeah, it was the fifth single released off their seventh album. A single, but it's not going to be the first four. It's going to be the last one. There was also a video for It's Over, although it just felt like maybe it was them experimenting with a new camera trick Yep. <laughs> to overlay <laughs> footage on top of each other, and that was all it was. All right, so let's let's keep the story moving. Now that we're okay. in quarantine, it's almost like we are recluses just trying to stay away from other people. So why don't we listen to a song called In Hiding by Pearl Jam?
That was in hiding from Pearl Jam's fifth studio album, Yield, from 1998. Uh, In Hiding was not released as a single, although it did chart on the modern rock and mainstream rock charts. A song that I I like actually quite a bit. I've liked that song since the first time I heard it. I do remember that song. I had definitely heard that song before on the radio, definitely in the late 90s. And I liked it. Uh, It's not like my favorite Pearl Jam song, but Mm -hmm. I like it. It doesn't suck. It's a solid six and a half to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fine song. I enjoyed it. Yay. I bet you Uh, would like it less if you heard it has a relatively pretentious, uh, the lyrics have a pretentious origin, which is that Eddie wrote it about Bukowski based on a quote that Sean Penn gave him. Oh, no. Yeah. Because <laughs> Bukowski could be somewhat of a recluse. A, a and I recluse, guess his yeah. his quote was just that he would sometimes just have uh, self-imposed exile for a few days and then go back to society and that he appreciated life better that way. Whatever. Profound. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, uh, the album oh, Yield man. went to number two but the album that kept it from the top of the charts was the Titanic soundtrack. Oh, I was like chocolate starfish and the hot dog water. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it could not unseat the uh, Titanic soundtrack. Uh, yeah, good we thing get it no, now. Uh, no album called Iceberg. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Get out of here, Joe. Okay. Let's continue the story, shall we? This song kind of just speaks exactly to the feeling I think that a lot of people are feeling as they are in quarantine. This song is an entire sentence. It'll be self-explanatory. Let's listen to a song from Journey called When You're Alone, It Ain't Easy. It ain't always easy Moving day to day She said she wants to tease me So I'm on my She'd be there She'd me today 
That was When You're Alone, It Ain't Easy from Journey's fifth studio album, Evolution, which was released on March 23rd, 1979. That song was not a single and was not a song I had uh, heard before. Yeah, it's a truly dumb song. <laughs> that song was dumb. I, I mean, if I never hear it again, I will be so fine. It will make me happy I, to never hear that again. You know, I'm not always watching you, Kristen, while we listen to these songs, <laughs> but I happen to catch you laughing extraordinarily hard pretty much at the get-go of this song. I mean, it starts with just kind of like, mm-hmm. we have journey. And then he starts to sing and it's just the stupidest song. It's just an incredibly dumb song. And it felt like it was written to play over a montage in a movie in the 80s, you know? Because it's very up-tempo and it's yeah. almost like a rev-up song. Yeah, and it's about being alone I mean I don't the song is not good I I'll say it I did not like that song at all but it did make me laugh and also it did it felt like a I mean it's journey it felt kind of corny yeah and it's I mean maybe because what we expect from journey I mean their ballads are the the big songs right and this song is more trying to be a rock song yes and maybe for some, the attempt to be like a hard rock band doesn't fully mesh, especially with what we expect when we hear Steve Perry's voice. Yes. But also thinking about the fact that that is 1979 and we've heard two songs from 1978 and one song from 1979 thus far. Correct. I mean, and David Bowie was making music then too. <laughs> like the talking heads were making music then too. And like, mm-hmm. it's just, if I were alive in 1979, I would like to think I would not be listening to that song. I want to believe I'd be listening to cooler music. Yeah, I think There's it- a lot, just a lot cooler music available. <laughs> I think it would depend on how old you are. Yeah, you know? if I were nine, I'd be like, let's rock to this jam. Uh, I have go. to be a little bit honest in that I think this is a fun song. There's to I don't some think ex- it's not fun. I just think it sucks. <laughs> I think this is the kind of dumb fun song that is kind of like your guilty pleasure. All right, so let's go from being lonely to... Let's say you have to leave the house, go to the store, pick up medication, whatever it is, those essential activities that you have to do. And then you're on the street. uh, You will notice it's much less busy than it was before. So why don't we listen to a song called Lonesome Road by Joan Baez? And you and I must go 
That was Lonesome Road from Joan Baez. That's off her second album, 1961's Joan Baez, Volume 2. Lonesome Road, like pretty much all the other songs from that album, is just a traditional song, you know, arranged by Anonymous, that kind of thing. That feels correct. It felt like a folk campfire jam. Mm -hmm. Did that song ever get played on the radio? I don't, I'm not entirely sure how often Joan Baez was played on the radio in general. That's my question is like, what was her, she was known for her covers of traditional songs, I would assume. Her highest charting single was a cover of The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down, which she actually played at the ceremony. I will say, I don't know a ton about her catalog, about her discography. And in trying to find a song to fit, for the quarantine playlist, I did have the thought of, should she be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? When we went from Journey, which I admittedly did not like, to this, it was such a stark contrast, I had that same thought. Because she's she's folk all day. Yeah, I'm like listening to that and I'm like this is not very rocking to and this me. Is one of the jauntier... It also isn't very rolling either by your definition. Yeah, no, absolutely. This was one of the jauntier songs also that I could yeah. find. You could maybe see this being an early Joni Mitchell album track. And in her speech when she was inducted, she talked about, she even acknowledged, she's like, well, I'm, while I may not be a rock and roll artist, there is no doubt the significance that folk music and the work that I did, its influence on rock and roll. And I think the biggest connection is her... Woodstock, yeah. Well, her shepherding Bob Dylan into the limelight. Ah, I see. Was she at Woodstock? I think so, yeah. Because, I mean, I think, too, that is rock and roll credentials in a lot of ways. Having played at Woodstock, that's what a lot of people consider the apex of true real rock and roll i think that's very true and also i've got to imagine the kind of political activism and and the social consciousness in her work is also uh, elevating it to a rock and roll type area so let's go from we're talking about being on a lonesome road walking around the neighborhood is something that is very healthy and good to do keep yourself active while you are maintaining your privacy, I guess, while you're not... uh, While you're maintaining your distance. Exactly. And you are going to run into people inevitably when you're walking. I I know I'm doing this and I I see other people do this. Sometimes they preempt it. You have to kind of walk around them, like almost go out of your way to maintain the radius so that you aren't within six feet of them. So why don't we listen to the song Long Distance Runaround by the band Yes.
Distance Runaround off of Yes's fourth album, Fragile, from 1971. That song was not released as a single, although it was the B-side to Roundabout. It did end up becoming a song that was played on the radio a lot, especially as like FM and album-oriented stations were bucking the trend of only playing singles. And that is one of Yes's more recognizable songs. It's a song that is like a staple of classic rock radio. Often, as classic rock stations do, there is kind of an extended version where they play the next track, which is called The Fish. The way it is now with just a track, it it almost ends abruptly. That is some proggy ass rock. That is just, it starts out and is like, it declares itself prog mm-hmm. rock from the minute the song starts. It's just, it's complex. It's got a lot of instrumentation. The drummer is on a different timing signature as the rest of the band. Like there's all these intricate. It's like, what are you trying to prove? <laughs> <laughs> I like what could be known now as math rock. Mm-hmm. probably indie rock's version of prog rock. So uh, I don't hate complex time signatures and everything being all complicated and bopping around, but that's not my favorite thing I ever heard. That was fine. <laughs> that's fun. You know? I just want to, one of Yes's yeah. better songs and most recognizable songs. Well, uh, Kristen, we have one more song. And as you know, Upbeat. the last song is always meant to be uplifting, yes. optimistic. Yes. So why don't we listen to a song from Tupac Shakur called Keep Your Head Up. Baby, we ain't meant to survive because it's a setup. And even though you're fed up, you gotta 
on their own. I know it's kind of rough and you're feeling all alone. Daddy's long gone and he left you by your lonesome. Thanks the Lord for my kids, even if nobody else wants them. Cause I think we can make it in fact, I'm sure. And if you fall, stand tall and come back for more. Cause ain't nothing worse than when your son wants to know why his daddy don't love him no more. You can't complain, you was dealt this hell of a hand without a man feeling helpless. That was Keep Your Head Up from Tupac off of his 1993 album, Strictly For My N-I-G-G-A-Z. That song went to number 12 on the charts. Is also featuring Dave Hollister from Blackstreet singing. That song is obviously dedicated to kind of women and black women in general. And specifically at the beginning of the video, you see that it's dedicated to Latasha Harlan's who was the young girl who was murdered by the Korean convenience store worker. And a lot of people cite that as kind of the catalyst for the LA riots. It is so sad that he is gone. It is just so sad. That guy, that Tupac, he was a genius. He, he really was had it. 21 or 22 when the song was recorded. Yeah. So young. He was just so talented, and it is interesting, the roots of gangster rap and stuff, and this was, <laughs> that song in and of itself is just such a, it's very meaningful, it's very beautiful, it's really catchy, mm-hmm. and it's very real, it tells a story, it's gorgeous, it's a very, very beautiful song. I don't think that people are making music about real experiences as much right now. I think it's a lot of aspirational. This was like before Mm -hmm. things were aspirational, before rap music in particular was aspirational. I mean, early Kanye is very much in this vein of confessional, truth-telling, real lyrics. And Tupac, he had it. He was a poet. I remember I saw Nikki Giovanni speak at my college and she, when Tupac died, got Thug Life tattooed on her wrist. She's a poet and she just loved him and thought that he was so important. And he mm-hmm. was. And then you just hear that song and you're like, yeah, that guy's a damn genius. And it fucking. Yeah. Sucks. And that song, along with a lot of his songs, accomplishes, like you said, a lot of what the best songs are which is it has a message without being over the top or heavy handed or delivered clumsily while maintaining its merits as a very listenable song. The music is great. He was inducted in the Rock Hall first year and there was no question that that was going to happen because he's one of the greatest artists of all time. Just so damn authentic. I really... That is, and I mean, he made party music. He made gangster music as well. He made, sure. you know, he had many different iterations, and he was a great actor. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, he, that's true. He, it's which is wild. He was Anna. He was a fucking great dancer too. He was on tour with Digital Underground. Yeah, he he, he was a showman. He was a showman, and he also was, was extremely so, handsome. Like so <laughs> handsome and cool. It is such a loss that. I just think he could, I mean, but then, you know, who knows? I mean, I'm like, maybe Kanye will turn it around someday, but I'm just like, it is like, but then again, maybe he would have gotten eaten by, we were seeing some of the effects of fame toward the end of his life. And maybe, I don't know, but I wish we would have found out. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, I think Chris Rock said that Tupac, if he had lived, would be on Law and Order. (laughs) 
it's true. Like, I mean, you know, Ice Cube, Ice T, all the rappers are actors. Became now. actors, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's such a great actor. He was anyway. a good actor that, like, yeah, so, would he have just wound up on NCIS, like LL Cool yeah. J? Or thank God that we have Kendrick Lamar. I guess he's our Tupac now. But. Yeah, because the other thing is, like, there are people who are making music that's authentic and and real, but they're maybe not necessarily uh, commercially successful or part of the zeitgeist. But Kendrick is a good example of someone who is. Yeah. Uh, both extremely popular successful and his work has that authenticity to it as well well that's the uh that's the playlist for 2017 to recap what we listened to was la freak by chic it's over by electric light orchestra in hiding by pearl jam when you're alone at eight easy by journey lonesome road by <laughs> joan baez long distance run around by yes and keep your head up by tupac as always, I will put all those songs into the official quarantine playlist on Spotify. And uh, we will see you guys next week with the 2016 class playlist. Yeah, keep your head up, guys. And yeah, and in the meantime, I'm glad we ended on that because uh, you, you should too. keep your head up. If you're enjoying these episodes, please let us know. Send us an email, rockhallpod at gmail.com. If you want Kristen to see that, you're going to have to. Say that somewhere in the message. Otherwise, I am not going known. to forward it to her. Please follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rock Hall Pod. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Joe KJOK and Kristen across all platforms at KStud. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us five stars only. If you're leaving a review because of this episode, why don't you say freak out? Um, Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuf for the music. <laughs> thank you to Joy Divine for the equipment. And thank you to Sean Keen and Chad Briggs for letting me record a podcast in the home that I quarantine with them. And for Kristen, her roommate, Ramona Chernick, for doing the same. And of course, thank you to Pantheon Podcasts for hosting us. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares about the Rock Hall? of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. 92% because of a bike? Not just bikes. We also make treadmills and rowers. Oh, let me guess, for elite athletes only, right? Nope. It doesn't matter if you're an avid exerciser or new to working out. Peloton can help you achieve your fitness goals. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton bikes, tread or row, risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.